great Odin's raven. This is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. This is, uh, this is ridiculous. Okay, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. With, I'll go. Hello and welcome to the FilmPulse.net podcast, episode number 32. My name is Adam. Today I'm joined, as always, by Kevin. How are you, Kevin? I'm doing great. I'm sick, if you can't tell. So Yes, you are. Just bear <clears throat> with me. I'm going to try to get through it the best I can. This week we'll be having Ryan back with us to go over our summer movie prediction outcomes. And we'll see who was the big winner. We'll also be highlighting some Amazon Blu-ray deals, making our weekly predictions, and finally we'll be going over this week's DVD and Blu-ray releases. But, as always, let's go over some of what we've been watching. Kevin, we'll start off with you this week. What have you been watching? Well, I started my week off with a Godard movie. Film Socialisme, which is awful. Awful. Let's just get right to it. Be blunt. Awful. Just a mess. It's described as a symphony in three movements. Right? Now, there's like absolutely no dialogue in this movie. And the dialogue that there is, the subtitles just show you fragments of what they're saying. Just like words. Nouns. And <clears throat> the first movement is like takes place on a, a cruise ship, which is the Costa Concordia, which is the one that just sank a little while back. So that was pretty cool. But that was terrible. And then it moves into this where it's like a family that's at a uh, gas station. And that's terrible. And everything about it is just terrible. Hmm. So definitely do not watch it. This is one of good. Yeah, this is one of Godard's, I think it was 2010. Yeah, it's sort of like an essay film where there's, there's no plot. There's no narrative to it. And it's just, it's a mess. So skip that one. Definitely. And then I watched a short film called Earrings, and this came about because of Letterboxd. There was someone that I was following, reviewed it, so I was like, oh, what is this? And then within another person's review for the movie, there was uh, a link that you can watch it on, what is that called, Vimeo? Vimeo, yeah. Vimeo. So I was like, oh, well, I'll watch it, check it out. And here it's apparently uh, the director is Alex Withrow who is a movie blogger, and I guess now he's making movies. Hmm. He has a movie blog called uh, And So It Begins, and it was decent. It's like 32 minutes, I think. Short Mm -hmm. film about a uh, young woman, destructive behavior because of witnessing like a traumatic event. Don't really highly recommend it, but it's out there. Vimeo. Vimeo. It just the one thing that bothered me is like, uh, you know, her destructive behavior gets worse and worse, and like I already know that she's like depressed and everything, and then they he slaps a Radiohead on top of that, and I'm just like, yeah, I don't think you needed to do that. And then I watched uh, Black Moon, the Louis Malle movie from 1975, it is a bizarre head trip. It is. Bizarre. <laughs> Bizarre. There's almost no dialogue. And it I guess it actually came about because the old, the old woman that's in the movie, she's just in her bed. She always laying in the bed and talks on a radio. And she has like a pet rat. But she 
told Louis Moll that he should make a movie without dialogue, and this is that movie. It's sort of like an experimentation where as he was writing the script, anytime a, like a plot would show up, or he would find himself like sort of writing a plot into it, he would have to erase it and start over because he wanted there to be no plot whatsoever. And Ooh. he definitely uh, succeeded in that. Very surreal. There's a pudgy talking unicorn. Uh, an eagle gets decapitated. There's <laughs> naked feral children running around. Well, sign me up. I love some feral children. <laughs> it is just, it's absolute, it's just batshit crazy. Extremely bizarre. It sort of has like a uh, Alice in Wonderland feel to it, but just more surreal and no plot whatsoever and barely any dialogue. And there's like this, uh, I don't know if it's an imagined war or if it's really going on. It's like a war between men and women. So it has this like... Uh, feminism slant to it but just Ooh. extremely bizarre i'm i don't i don't know what my recommendation would be here now i i thoroughly enjoy louis mall movies this one not so much like i i enjoyed it as i was watching it but as soon as it was over i was like oh good i'm never watching that again <laughs> yeah it sounds like how i'd feel about it too yeah it's like an in-between if you're in the mood for something bizarre and surreal then check it out but if you're not really into that stuff, stay away. And this you're is going to Criterion, it. right? Yes. And I actually watched it. I don't know if it's still on Hulu, but I watched it on Hulu. Because cool. I guess a couple of the Criterions you can watch without Hulu Plus. Cool. What else you got? Primer. Finally got around to seeing Primer. And we're going to be coming back to this in a future episode. Maybe around when Looper comes out. Maybe. 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 So let's let's hold off on the discussion of that until. Well, I just the only thing I want to say is, wow, fantastic! Yeah. Highly recommend. I'm sure I'm like one of the people that. I mean, this came out in 2004, so pretty sure everyone that wanted to see it has already seen it. Oh, maybe there might be a lot of people that don't really know about it, but I would highly recommend watching this before Looper comes out. Yes, and it's just amazing. I mean, nice bricks pace to it and just it goes to show you that you don't need a big budget to make an amazing movie yeah absolutely you just need tight writing and some decent acting because the acting's not even fan- that great in it but no it's realistic no. enough that you stay in it but highly recommend primer love and then the last movie i watched was uh landscape in the mist which is a 1988 movie by uh Theo uh, Angelopoulos, who recently died, I think this year, like the beginning of the year, died in, I think he was run over by a motorcycle. Ugh. Yeah. Now, I've always heard that this guy is an amazing director, and he's like one of the greatest directors working. So, finally got around to watching one of his films, and holy shit, it was so good. Absolutely loved it. 10 out of 10. Wow. Just amazing. And ju- it was sort of like a uh, dark Fellini movie almost. Now, what what nationality is this? Is he Greek, Greek or Italian? Okay, Greek. Greek. It's a Greek director. And just uh, the cinematography and the imagery is just amazing. Absolutely beautiful. There was two scenes. There's one 
where like it's the first snowfall of the year and like everyone freaks out and runs outside and just stares. They stand like statues and stare at the sky. And so the camera just sort of like floats through the town, which was great. And then there's a scene where a helicopter pulls a giant stone hand out of the water and just sort of flies off with it, which one of the like the greatest scenes I've ever seen in a film. Highly recommend it. Highly you might have to check this out this week. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be uh, checking out more of his movies. So there we go. Landscape in the Mist. 10 out of 10 from Kevin. That's right. Unbelievable. Well, I had some good ones this week, too. Now, we're, I know that we haven't even recorded our Haneke roundtable yet, which I promise is going to be happening <laughs> soon. <laughs> I, that should just be a running joke where we just talk about <laughs> the up for like five years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we'll do other roundtables, but just never the Haneke one. <laughs> and we'll just always, you know, bring up like coming up on our Haneke roundtable. Anyway, we're also going to be gearing up for a David Cronenberg roundtable where we sit down and just discuss the work of David Cronenberg. So I'm not going to talk about any of the movies uh, that I watched this week, but I really cranked it out and I watched uh, Crash, Scanners, Spider, Naked Lunch, I rewatched Videodrome, and uh, last night I also watched Dead Ringers with Jeremy Irons. And I got to tell you, he, David Cronenberg, is possibly one of my favorite directors. Uh oh. Spoiler alert. Maybe. His movies are just so out there. I just really, really like most of his work. And some of them are a lot stronger than others. I mean, I'm not going to say everything he does is gold, but. Yeah. For the most part, I like most of his movies. So we'll be coming back to that. I do have to say that with our roundtables, I think the third one should be like lighter fare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. Or we'll just go extremely dark. Yeah. We got to go the extremes here. Um, I saw the movie Shuffle that we talked about Shuffle. previously. Uh, the one by the director of the documentary, Dear Zachary. I didn't like it. Didn't it was like it. Uh, kind of an interesting premise. Basically, it's about this guy who, every day he wakes up, he's at a different point in his life. So he'll wake up and he's 15, and the next day he'll wake up and he's 20, he'll wake up and he's 80. So it's like him trying to figure out why this is happening to him. Uh, it didn't work for me. Didn't work. No, it sounds like a really good idea. It is, but it borrowed heavily from Memento, mm. and like the more you think about it, the more you're like, like there's just holes in the story, and you're just like, okay, well, how can he remember this if he doesn't remember this, and like all this? There's a lot of questions. Like, if you if you're 20, and then you wake up and you're 13. How do you remember this stuff that happened when you were twenty? Yeah, that does make sense. There's a lot of there's a lot of weird things, and they try to explain it, but it doesn't work very well. Mm. It's shot on black and white, which is nice. I like black and white movies. So it is a black and white movie. Yeah. Okay. Because I know the poster I know makes that, it look. Like, yeah, I don't uh, know why. 
Oh, I, I don't know why hate, they do that. I hate when people do that. I think that they they think that they'll sell more copies or something if they put a color. Yeah, but you're just gonna post. piss more people off. Yeah, no, you're you're right. Be like, what the hell is this? I don't know. Uh, I would say pass on that. It's just not very good. It's kind of an ambitious film, but it just doesn't work for me. Uh, then I saw Mysterious Skin with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Have you heard of this? Yeah, I wanted to see this. It's uh, fantastic. Great, great. I mean, it's it's hard to watch. It's got a lot of really difficult subject matter in it. And it is an NC-17 rated film. But this is directed by the same guy that did Doom Generation, which I liked a lot. Mm. Also I think, uh, did the Kaboom. Yeah, he did Kaboom. I didn't like Kaboom, but this was really good. I highly recommend checking this one out. Like I said, really depressing film, but there's some great performances in here. And this is one of Joseph Gordon-Levitt's earlier films. And Michelle Trachtenberg's in it, too. Another another child actor. So check that one out. Saw Ace Attorney, Phoenix Wright. The Phoenix Wright movie. Ace Attorney. I enjoyed this quite a bit. If you never played the games or you don't um, understand what happens in the games, you're probably going to be somewhat lost because it's sort of like a Law and Order movie, but there's so much craziness that happens that I think that it might turn some people off that didn't already expect that coming into it. Yeah. Like, there's crazy, like ghosts and supernatural things and all kinds of crazy Japanese stuff. But I had a lot of fun with it and it's directed by Takeshi Miike, who is one of our favorite Japanese directors. And it's one of his lighter movies. It's not really bizarre and violent and dark and <laughs> horrible. It's it's a lot lighter and it stays really close to the game. In fact, the plot of this movie is the exact same as the first game. I was going to say, because I think it's, isn't it like based on the second and fourth cases actually, in the actual game? Yeah, it actually covers, um, it starts, they don't show you the whole first case, but they go, they, the movie starts with the first case of the game ending and they kind of go through pretty much the whole first game. Hmm. So if you remember like the plot and the outcome of the first game, it's the same in the movie. And I thought I forgot, but as soon as I started watching it, I was like, oh, I remember what happens. Because <laughs> I was really into the, the series of games. I didn't play all of them, but I played probably the first two or three. Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney. <laughs> it's just great. It's just... Really, it's like just silly fun. Just over the, over the top. Yeah, yeah. Really good translation. I mean, thinking back to all the video game movies I've seen, this is probably the most literal translation of a video game to a movie I've ever seen. They stick real close to the subject matter. Wow. Uh, and I saw Raiders of the Lost Ark at the IMAX. At the old IMAX, huh? Amazing amazing 
If you have an IMAX playing this in your town, I would highly recommend going to see it. You will not regret it. It looked like it was a new movie. And the whole time I was just thinking, like, man, if I was a kid going to see this movie for the first time, I would be blown away. It looked so good, and it really holds up. And the IMAX conversion was pretty good. There were some parts where you could tell it was not quite right. Like, it didn't look quite right. Out of focus. But, for the most part, it looked great. So, highly recommend that. And I saw Barton Fink. Oh, love me We talked about... We talked about this when we did our Miller's Crossing episode with Ryan, and it kind of made me remember how much I love this movie, and so I wanted to go back and rewatch it, and still love it. It's still great. One thing that I really noticed this time around watching it, and this is only the second time I've seen it, how good the sound is in this movie. Mm-hmm. The, like, the sound of his uh, hotel door opening and shutting every time and just every little it's like everything in the movies like you're listening to it at like a heightened sense of sound everything is so detailed i, do, I, I love just, the uh i love the end oh the end it's just is the whole sequence in the, the hotel it's just <laughs> pure insanity it's crazy because you don't see it coming hmm <laughs> No, like, the movie completely takes a 180. You're watching it, and you're like, oh, it's this, this kind of, you know, goofy guy in, in Hollywood trying to make it work and stuff. And then all of a sudden, they completely flip the script. Yes. And you're just like, what? <laughs> but, yeah, still love it. Still one of my favorite Coen Brothers movie. I don't know if it's my favorite, but... Plus, Totoro and Goodman are oh, amazing. Yeah, Just great. I love the dynamic between them. And I love anything that either one of those guys is in anyway. Yeah. So to have them be in these starring roles is great. That's what I'm saying. I want, I want, a, uh, I want a John Totoro comeback. That's what I want. Yeah. I think it'd be nice. I think it'd be nice. I want it. Finally, this week, yesterday, I saw Teddy Bear. Bitch. And this is a Danish film about a bodybuilder who, he's 38 years old, he lives with his mom, and he decides that he wants to try to grow up, go out on his own, and find uh, a girlfriend or possibly a wife. And one of his friends recommends that he goes to Thailand. And so he goes to Thailand, and it's just such... I know that we've been talking a lot this year about quirky films and feel-good films, and this just fits that in that mold. I mean, this premiered at Sundance, and along with, you know, Safety Not Guaranteed and Moonrise Kingdom and Boy and all these other movies, this was right in there it's a feel-good movie it's pretty light it's accessible to a fairly wide audience i would say yeah yeah i want to see this very bad it's great i mean it's just a great 
movie. I think it might end up on my top ten of the year. It could. It'll mm-hmm. at least get an honorable mention, probably. So I would say if you can check out Teddy Bear, it's fantastic. Now this was the, uh, the director. It won a uh, the directing award for uh, at Sundance. Played. Yeah, yeah, and th- this is a uh, his. This is his first feature film. He uh, previously made a short film that's that was turned into this movie. I can't remember that. I think the first Dennis. the short short film was called Dennis, which is the main character's name, and the director's name's Mods Mathiason. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> something Danish. Like that. Um, one thing to Danish. one thing to note: anybody that tends to get hung up over movies with subtitles, a lot of this film is actually in English because when he goes over to Thailand. Because he doesn't speak Thai, and they don't speak Danish, they all speak English. Mm. So a lot of it is actually in English. I did not know. I didn't know that it was in English. Not all of it. I mean, a but lot a good, of it is. A, lot of it. a good portion of it is in English, yeah. Because you know how I hate subtitles. <laughs> I know you hate subtitles I'm- more than anything. I, I think you might hate subtitles more than Ryan, even. That don't even get me started. <laughs> All right, let's move on to some Amazon deals, shall we? We shall. All right, to get these incredible Blu-ray deals, just visit our site at filmpulse.net and either click on the Amazon banner, shop as you would normally, or simply click on the provided links in the show notes. First up, we have Gone with the Wind 70th Anniversary Edition Blu-ray. Eleven forty nine. Goody. Gonna pick that one up. I know. Are you a big fan of uh, Gone with the Wind? No. I can't see. I don't even know if I've ever seen it. Honestly, I've seen it and it's terrible, and I'm never watching it again. Yeah, I just. That's my fuck faults. (laughs) That's just one that I don't. I don't get it. I don't don't get it. There's movies that I just I don't understand why people talk about the way they do. Yeah. I, don't I think know. that's a terrible movie as well. Yeah, I think we should just like just continue shitting on old Hollywood movies. <laughs> Alienate some of our listeners <laughs> even more. Uh, yes, let's do it. We'll, we'll get some hate mail. Send hate mail to feedback at filmpulse.net. <laughs> then we have Monty Python and the Holy Grail for eleven forty nine. You're a big Monty Python fan, aren't you? I am a big Mario Python fan. Nice. You can get the Blu-ray for eleven forty-nine, and finally we have Gladiator the Sapphire series for thirteen ninety-nine. What? I don't what? know. <laughs> I don't know what that means. The <laughs> Sapphire series. But what? What is it? I don't know. What are we talking about here? The, the movie Gladiator. Ah, oh, I completely forgot about that movie. Russell Crowe. The Russell Crowe one. Okay, okay. But it's and it's the, what's it's the Sapphire edition? Sapphire series. Sapphire series. Give me a break. Yeah. So just release the damn DVD. <laughs> uh, so you can pick that up for thirteen ninety nine. Let's go over our summer movie prediction results. We have Ryan back with us. How are you, Ryan? Pretty terrible. 
Brian's <laughs> doing pretty terrible. He's sick, just like me. Um, let's just go ahead. First off, we scored these by using the summer movie pool rules on timetravelreviews.com. This is a pretty popular site for scoring movie pools. So we went with that route. Let's go over, let's just go down the list. Uh, let's go over our number 10s first. Um, I had Ted as number 10. Kevin, what did you have? I had the spectacular G.I. Joe retaliation. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) How would you have, Ryan? I had Ted. You had Ted as well? Okay. The actual number 10 was Prometheus. What? I didn't even have Prometheus on my list. I did. Because I'm an idiot. (laughs) Uh, Number 9, we have Ice Age. Uh, Ice Age. Ice Age, number 9. This was, like, really, uh, didn't do well. I thought this was going to do a lot better. I had this at number three on my list. Yeah, I thought this movie was going to do a lot better, too. Yeah. Um, Ryan, what did you have for number nine? A blank and vampire on it. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, what did you have? Uh, I had uh, The Born Legacy. Okay. I thought that was and I had... going to do better. Did not. Yeah. And I had Madagascar 3, which was on the list, but not at that spot. Uh, So, number eight, I had Men in Black 3. Kevin, what did you have? I had Ice Age. And Ryan, what did you have? Battleship. (laughs) (laughs) I refuse to call by after a name. Have you seen it yet? No. Maybe you should see it, then then judge. (laughs) I wonder if, it, like, after he sees it, if he'll call it, like, Battle Shittier. Battle Amazing. <laughs> Battle. <laughs> That's what uh, I call it. Uh, the actual uh, number eight spot was Snow White and the Huntsman. I had that a little bit higher on my list. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> None of these movies we mentioned so far I had, I really even liked at all, so... And then we have number seven. I had Amazing Spider-Man. Ryan, what'd you have on that one? Men in Black 3. Okay. I I had Prometheus. Prometheus. Uh, The actual one was Men in Black 3 on that one. Ooh. Right on the money there, Ryan. (laughs) She doesn't care. (laughs) It's it's not going to help me, bro. (laughs) And then we have Madagascar 3. Um, for that one, I had G.I. Joe, so... Oh, man, that's rough. Yeah, so number six, I had G.I. Joe. The actual sixth place was Madagascar. Kevin, what'd you have? I had, uh, Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man? <laughs> Ryan, what'd you have for number six? G.I. Joe. Oh, G.I. Joe. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I thought it was bad that I had it on there, but I had it at ten. Yeah, we both had it at six, so thanks a lot, guys, for screwing us out of that one. <laughs> have they have they announced when they're releasing that, or is it still never? It's, <laughs> it's coming out March of 2013. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <laughs> okay, number five. What did you have, Kevin, for number five? I had uh, Madagascar 3. Okay. Ryan, what did you have for number five? Don't recall. 
Oh, man. <laughs> oh, rough. I, I don't know what it is right now, but I think Ryan's in first place. um i had snow white and the huntsman for number five the actual number five was ted wow yeah ted big surprise for the summer and looking back at the list of summer movies i think that was probably one of my favorite ones (laughs) yeah everything else was such a disappointment okay and now we're at number four i had brave Kevin, what did you have for number four? I had Brave as well. And Ryan, what did you have for number four? Prometheus. <laughs> I, uh, I love how you say it. <laughs> like you're just so depressed about it. Prometheus. horrible. <laughs> it sounds like you have like four points right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the actual number four was, in fact, Brave. So uh, Kevin and I got that one. That's right on the what money. I'm talking about. Uh, number three, I had Ice Age. Big mistake. Kevin, what did you have? Uh, I had Men in Black 3. Big mistake. Ryan, what did you have? The Amazing Spider-Man. Right on the money. Uh-oh. Yeah, you got that one right on the money. Good job. I don't know why. I just didn't think that Spider-Man would do as well. I didn't think so either. Did. And I guess it's just because I kind of knew that this Spider-Man was just going to rehash the same stuff that we've seen before. And I didn't think people were going to buy into it. But they did. I think it <clears throat> it worked on a couple of different levels. I, don't, I think I remember correctly, nothing else came out that weekend. So that yeah, helped it. I think so. And then I think a bunch of people that saw it and said that it was good made more people go, oh, I gotta check this out. Plus, uh, it came out before The Dark Knight, too. Yeah. So that probably helped. And speaking of The Dark Knight, um, I I know that you did, too, Kevin. We both had Dark Knight as number two. It was number two. Ryan, you had Avengers, right? Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yep. Um... Now, I don't know if the the shooting in Colorado had anything to do with the numbers on The Dark Knight. I, I have a feeling that it did not. I have a feeling that maybe that first weekend didn't see his you know, numbers from the first weekend, but I think uh, people probably still went to see that. Oh, yeah. And finally, number one, Avengers. The Avengers. The Avengers pretty much crushed the box office. It pulled in as of now six hundred twenty million eight hundred twenty-eight thousand. That's domestically. Mm-hmm. Ryan, did you get it, to see the Avengers yet? Have you yeah, seen? Yeah, I saw. I saw the opening weekend. Oh, you did? Ah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Yeah, just to get just to give you a numbers breakdown. The Avengers uh, grossed almost six hundred twenty-one million. Dark Knight Rises is currently at four hundred thirty-five million. So it's that's uh, quite a lot more. Yeah, it's ridiculous. All right, let's uh, go over the totals. Ryan, what was your total? Forty. Forty. My 40. total was fifty. Mine was fifty-five. Oh, Kevin? get the hell out of here. Mine was 56. 
Oh, are you kidding me? I beat it by one point. Oh my god. One oh, point. Man. This makes up for getting destroyed in the uh, the weekly predictions. The, the weekly predictions. <laughs> <laughs> wow, congratulations, Kevin. <laughs> Ryan with 40. That's not horrible. No, it was more uh, it was more than I thought it was going to be. When he was like when he was saying his list, I'm like, "Man, this guy has like seven points you you had quite a few movies that weren't even on the list there ryan the only movie i had on there was gi joe that's the only one that wasn't on the actual yeah. list the movies i did have on here were dead on there almost dead on it's true you did have a yes yeah, so that kind of made up for it i would have i i definitely would have done better if gi joe wasn't there at number six for me did you how many did you have that were right on kevin uh, three. Okay. Avengers, three. Dark Knight, Brave, and then yeah, had, what was the like seven points for if it was like one off? Right? One off, yeah. Yeah. So, in your face, Ryan. In your face. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Cause I beat you, <clears throat> and your day's gonna be shit now because yes, of it. Yes, yes, man, it is gonna be shit. Eh? so there we have it Kevin is the winner by one point with 56 I come in at 55 Ryan gets 40 I can't wait to call my parents and let them know I can't wait for my mom to punch me in the face (laughs) she doesn't doesn't care (laughs) you're such a disappointment Ryan you're such a disease (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> Jeez, man. Way to let down your family. It happens. Um. <laughs> I'm getting used to. I think overall this was a pretty disappointing summer. Yeah. yeah. It was awful. It was No, we didn't we didn't pick any kind of like dark horses or anything. But I think it's interesting that number eleven was actually Magic Mike. Yes. It is very surprising. The 11, 12, and 13 are actually Magic Mike, Born Legacy, and Dark Shadows. Um, I mean, I, I don't know what the numbers are over the last couple of years, but is it just me or did it seem like uh, the smaller movies have been doing a lot better this year? Like I Moonrise so. Kingdom had a nice pull-in numbers-wise. Moonrise Kingdom uh, was 24th. Which isn't bad, considering, I mean, Best Exotic Marigold Hotel is 23. Yeah. Expendables 2, which just came out a few weeks ago, is up to 15 already. Jeez. And Tyler Perry's Medea's Witness Protection is number 16. That's what I'm talking about. Watch out for the top 10 on that one. Um, Ryan, your Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter is... Sitting pretty at 29th. Well, I didn't even see that movie yet, so I'm just not excited for it anymore. <laughs> I'm just I was su- I'm surprised by Ted. I think Ted is probably the biggest surprise out of all of these. Snow White, too. Surprised that did so that, well. Yeah, I had a feeling that that was going to get on there. Now, I didn't like Snow White. I thought it was pretty bad, but... I guess a lot of people want to see it. Yeah. And we're actually going to talk about that in a few minutes when we go over our DVD. Yeah. That comes out Tuesday. So That's terrible. 
All right, Ryan. Thanks right. for being on the show. Thanks for going over those predictions with us. No problem. We'll see you back on Wednesday. What movie did we have you watch this week? Battlefield Earth. Yeah. <laughs> I had Ryan watch Battlefield Earth. All right, Ryan. See you later. See you later. <laughs> okay, let's go over our, some predictions we made for last week. First up, we have The Words. Oh, the words. <laughs> oh, my God. You predicted 70. I predicted 62. Actual 17. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. You have no idea how happy I am. I know. That, that, it's, that movie looks like complete shit. Yeah, I agree. And actually, I'm not sure if you saw the Deadline article, but according to Deadline, this is the worst weekend for box office gross uh, in years <laughs> like nobody went to the movies this uh, uh, understandable and the possession the possession is still number one at the box office wow yeah that's terrible uh then we have bachelorette you said 40 i said 35 actual 54 54 yep so that was one for you one for me that week okay let's predict next week we have one movie entering wide release, and that's Resident Evil Retribution. I'm going to say 20 on that. Uh, so what you're saying is next week is big time movie weekend. Yeah, big time movie weekend next week. Well, I got to cancel. I didn't know Resident Evil was coming out, so I got to cancel my trip to the beach. Yeah, there you go. So I can go see Resident Evil. And I'm going to say that that's going to be like a... What did you give it? What did you say, 20? I say 20. <clears throat> I'm going to go 27. Okay. Um, we can go ahead and predict the master because I think that that's... Amazing? I don't know what the release schedule is like for the master. It seems to be have one of those staggered release schedules. So let's just go ahead and predict it. What do you let's think? do it. What do you think? Let's do it. I'm going to say like a 90. I'm going to say 95. 95. All right. I am so unbelievably excited for the master. Yeah, I am too. Let's talk about some DVD and Blu-ray releases. This is for Tuesday, September 11th. Ooh, 2012. We have Lola Versus. I haven't Lola. seen this. I haven't Lola seen this versus. one. But yeah. Might be okay. The Greta Gerwig flick. What do you think about this one? You gonna check it out? Uh, no. And I've I've noticed something like over the past couple of weeks, I've been deciding that, you know, I'm gonna start being a little particular about the movies that I watch. Cause, and this came about because of Venice and Toronto, which we keep torturing ourselves with the coverage that we do for the the website. Because mm-hmm. there's so many good movies at these festivals. So every year that these festivals come about, I'm adding like a hundred or so films to my like watch list yeah. of movies that I have to see. And I still have like 800 movies that I still haven't seen yet. So I'm getting really particular on only watching the ones that I really want to watch because it got like, I got depressed thinking I'm never going to be able to see all the movies that I want to see. 
because they just keep coming out with them. <laughs> it's it's, <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's it's never an, stops. It's a never-ending torrent of films that are coming your way. Yeah, like everything at Toronto and Venice looks awesome. Oh, yeah. Toronto looks like it's amazing. I'm so pissed that I couldn't go. Yeah. So, yeah, Lola Versus, that is not on the list of the, like, 900 movies that I want to see. Oh, okay. What about Snow White and the Huntsman? That's not even close to the list. This comes out Tuesday as well. We gave it a 4 out of 10 on the site. And we got some hate mail after we posted that review. People were not happy that we gave it a 4 out of 10, but I'm sticking by it. I did not like it. I didn't think it was a good movie. This is a movie that I wish that I could download it and then immediately delete it and think that I'm deleting it from the world. Yeah, there you go. And then we have What to Expect When You're Expecting. <laughs> Ditto for that movie as well. Uh, our thoughts that we just said about Snow White are mirrored with <laughs> What to Expect When You're Expecting. Uh, I didn't even see this. We didn't review it on the site, and I won't be renting it. Yes, that's one of the main things with our site, is we don't waste time with movies that look like shit. Um, finally, the only other DVD slash Blu-ray release that I wanted to mention is one that you, I know you're interested in, is Beyond the Black Rainbow. Oh my god. I, uh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Yes, this will There's be a- this will be one that I will see this week. This is a part of me that wants to pull what we used to do like i i want to call off work yeah and just watch it like how we used to just skip school to watch movies yep that's what i want to do with this movie i've been waiting forever for beyond the black rainbow to come out well now we get to see it this week hopefully i've been waiting so long so there you have it beyond the black rainbow i have one other one okay which is we have a pope Oh, which I just love I love the title for that. We have a pope. Yeah, I which saw was uh about that. Yeah, which played at uh Cannes in 2011. It was uh in the competition. I've heard good things about it. I don't know if I'll ever get around to seeing it. I do like the idea of the where they it's like a, a newly elected pope and his therapist and they find out that the newly elected pope is not really religious at all. And it's sort of him dealing with that, and it's sort of like a satire of the whole pope business. Yeah, I thought, so I like to call it the pope business. The pope business. <laughs> I thought it looked interesting. Might, might check that one out. So there you go, two okay releases. And some... And a lot of garbage. Shitty ones. I think that wraps it up. For all the latest film news and reviews, visit us at filmpulse.net. And we want to hear your feedback. Send us an email at feedback at filmpulse.net. Or call our voicemail line at 850-391-6071. Also, please take a minute to rate us on iTunes. We appreciate it greatly. And hit the donate buttons down at the bottom of the show notes. We appreciate that even more. For filmpulse.net, my name is Adam. No, I'm Kevin. And we will see you on Wednesday for Ryan Watches a Movie when we have him watch Battlefield Earth. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Sapphire. Sapphire series.
Sapphire series. <laughs> Sapphire series. Uh, I have a feeling we're going to be talking about that a lot. <laughs> yes. Talk- Everything is going to be Sapphire series. Is, is this the Sapphire series? No? I don't want it. <laughs> 